Blog Talk Radio. Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there, like our page, get involved in the conversation. You know, if you, you don't want to call or you want to just chat with some like-minded individuals on the, the website, we got a chat going on all the time on Facebook. So we got the chat going on on our show right now as we take you right up until WWE's Monday Night Raw. And then during Raw, we will have another chat going on on the page right there. Get on over our Facebook page. Get involved with the chat. Check us out on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at the Ken Reedy Show. If you'd like to tweet us, at the Ken Reedy Show. And as always, our website. There's so many great things on the website. We got blogs. We got uh, uh, pictures. We got fan pictures. And uh, got a lot of stuff to get to. Amazingly enough, you know, I'm heading out to San Francisco uh, in a couple weeks, heading out the week before WrestleMania. So as as luck would have it, or circumstance would have it, this is actually our second-to-last show before WrestleMania. So we got so many things to get to. But we got some surprise we got to get into also that are coming up for WrestleMania weekend. So as we, we dissect everything going on and try to make sense of this, this road to WrestleMania, I got my tag team partner, as always, on the line. Dave, how you doing this evening? I've been called the agreer, but I would like to now rename myself and call myself the dissector because it's time for me to dissect things here on the Ken Reedy Show. The dissector sounds so much more imposing, too. Now, if you're going to have, like, a wrestling name, the dissector, uh, it just, it just I sounds... I my opponent. Exactly. <laughs> something like in the vein of Dr. Isaac Yankum, like some sinister science teacher that... Uh, 
walks around with half a dissected frog or something. As we digress. <laughs> anyway. Um, some of the stuff we got to get into um, as far as WrestleMania weekend and uh, interesting stuff. You know, again, I'll be out there in San Francisco. Won't be doing this show. Uh, but friends of ours, check them out on the Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com. A uh, friend who does this great sports podcast calls it Squirrel and Two Nuts. Again, Squirrel and Two Nuts. Check it out on Blog Talk. And uh, it's mostly sports, but they do cover wrestling. So uh, on Friday night, I will be calling into that show and uh, giving them uh, my take on uh, WrestleMania weekend and everything that's going on in San Francisco. So, uh, again, remember, it is Squirrel and Two Nuts. Eastern Standard Time, it's on from 6 to 8 p.m. So I'll be giving you my impressions of San Francisco up until that point of Friday evening of WrestleMania. So we're going to be covering this weekend all sorts of ways, Dave. Yeah, and that's not all either because on Saturday evening, uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the show earlier this year. We talked about how ourselves, along with the King Firehawk Show and Save American Wrestling, we are going to now form the one-stop shop when it comes to professional wrestling, MMA news, and we're going to kick things off that weekend if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to put my, you know, my foot in my mouth here and give you all the details of what could or couldn't possibly take place this weekend, but I know for sure that there's going to be a podcast going down the night of the Hall of Fame, okay? I don't know what time exactly, but I'm going to be on the podcast co-hosting with Pat Crowley, King Firehawk, to, to talk about the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony that's coming up and WrestleMania as well. And that's not all, because then WrestleMania Sunday... Pat and I discussed it. We thought about it. Well, you know, I'd like to sit and enjoy the show and not have to worry about taking so many notes before the show. So Pat and I have decided that Eastern Standard Time, 11.30 p.m., Sunday evening, after WrestleMania is off the air, Pat and I are going to do a post-show live recap of WrestleMania 31. And I'll have all that information for you. As a matter of fact, I think, Ken, if I'm not mistaken, um, King Firehawk, Pat Crowley, is going to be on this show next Monday night to discuss all the details regarding the King Firehawk show and the Ken Reedy show merging together for WrestleMania weekend. Hey, it's going to be good stuff, and uh, we're still you know, finalizing everything. I'm hoping to uh, call in to King Firehawk and you, Dave, uh, at, at some point, if not both chances uh, on, on the Hall of Fame uh as well as uh, the post-show for WrestleMania, just to give you a, a live take on everything. So we're going to be covering WrestleMania um, from all angles, and uh, we might even have a couple more things to, to announce as far as uh, who will be calling where and where we'll be broadcasting. So we're still working out all the details, but even though want, there will I, be... Good, what? I want to I make one, one quick comment. I'm sorry to interrupt. I forgot to mention, King Firehawk show... It's not on Blog Talk Radio. You'd have to go to talkshoe.com, T-A-L-K, shoe, as in a shoe you're wearing on your foot, S-H-O-E.com, to listen to the, to the King Firehawk show with myself and King Firehawk Saturday evening by the Hall of Fame and Sunday live at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the WrestleMania 31 post show. Now continue, Ken. I'm sorry. I wanted to get that out there in case any of our listeners were trying to find him on Blog Talk Radio. 
No problem. No problem. Want to make sure they can get to it again. It, it's kind of cool. Like, again, not doing this show, but we'll be covering WrestleMania top to bottom all over the Internet. So, uh, again, check us out, and we'll announce this again. But uh, remember, Squirrel and Two Nuts on Blog Talk. Uh, I'll be calling in on Friday night to give my impressions of San Francisco up until like, kicking off the weekend, essentially. So a lot of pre-stuff, uh, Hall of Fame. Dave will be on with uh, King Firehawk on Talk Shoe, uh, doing some Hall of Fame stuff. And then Sunday, you got a post-show. So, I mean, that's, you know, Sunday doing a post-show. Man, and you know as well as I do, wrestling fans are really, really passionate so doing that post show, man. If you if you hated it, if you loved it, you get to call and get your opinion out there right away, and then you and Pat be dissecting it while it's fresh in your minds. And hopefully, I'll be able to call both shows and give you a live live take on things. So we're going to be all over WrestleMania weekend as we kick off uh, our Save American Wrestling website, one stop shopping. So. Uh, we're still launching that, so we'll get to some details on how that website is coming. But all sorts of exciting stuff on WrestleMania weekend. So not this show, but lots of other great stuff. And as you know, we talk about this road as we're heading down this road to WrestleMania. And all this stuff that we're really excited about uh, as far as the website and different shows and who's calling where and, and lots of great stuff. Interestingly enough... Um, you know, the build towards WrestleMania, at least in my opinion, at this point in time, because we're close. I mean, it's really close. Um, and it could be partially because of the contract negotiations with Lesnar, uh, the, the, the lackluster response of fans, and having to really try to build Roman Reigns back up. Um, it's just been a weird build uh, so far. But I do think that, and it's something we've talked about before as far as your mid-card. They're doing a very nice job. I mean, look, both sides. You've got to talk about both sides. And, and we're, we're, you know, you talk about the negative and the positive. We want to rip on creative, fine. The build has not been great going to WrestleMania. Give creative some credit. The build with the IC title has been pretty decent, Dave. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm not going to be attending WrestleMania this year. Normally, I get jacked for WrestleMania just because of the fact that I'm going and it's the overall weekend experience. But I must say, I'm not too pumped up for the card this year, to be, to, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, last year was a little different. It was a milestone WrestleMania, and there were some great stories heading into it. And, you know, I think a little bit has to do with the contract status of Brock Lesnar, whether he's staying or whether he's going. That's still up in the air. Um, I think a little bit of that has to do with the fact that the response for Roman Reigns has been mixed at best. I think as the weeks have progressed since the Royal Rumble, his reactions haven't gotten worse. They've gotten steadily better, but it's not where I think WWE management creative wants it to be. But you're exactly right. The one thing I'm most excited about about WrestleMania this year is the fact that the Intercontinental Championship is being placed in a prominent role on the show, something that hasn't been done in quite a while. And in the past year, I said it probably like after, like I think like Miz won the title last year and he had that run with Dolph Ziggler, that the title has been featured on television more consistently and has built up more importance. And what they've done with the Intercontinental Championship and this ladder match 
and building it up when all these guys playing hot potato with the Intercontinental title, it shows the audience and it's it shows fans that the performers, the characters, believe in this title and they feel it's important enough to to to, to get possession of this championship and that's why it's such a hot potato that everybody wants a piece of it. That it's it's showing importance. These guys aren't just fighting for the title to fight for the title. They want to be the Intercontinental Champion. And that's something that we haven't seen in WWE storylines for quite a while. I personally love it. And it reminds me a lot of some great Intercontinental Championship matches from WrestleMania's of past and even just some mid-card matches. I mean, last Friday SmackDown was not centered around Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It was not centered around Triple H and Sting. It was not centered around Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker or even John Cena and Rusev. It was centered around the Intercontinental Championship, a match that most people probably think is pretty far down the ladder, no pun intended, on the card at WrestleMania. But the whole show of SmackDown was dedicated to that match and to the build-up towards that match. And I thought it was excellent and it did it did great things for the Intercontinental Championship itself and for the performers involved in it heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it brings to mind a friend of ours, you know, who's called the show often, friend of the show, Rocky, who uh, he has said uh, numerous times, you're only as strong as your mid-card. And, and, and I, I do think that is, you know, a, a good rule to, to live by. I mean, you know, there have been some great mid-card matches in, in WrestleMania, in wrestling history. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot on this show that when, when you go back, I mean, all-time, all-time greats. Um, when you go back in history and you look at, you know, bona fide slam-dunk Hall of Famers, when it comes to the WWE, you know, and I'm talking guys like you know, Tito Santana, uh, Ricky Steamboat, a Jimmy Snooker, a Junkyard Dog. Uh, essentially, all these guys were mid-carters. Um, and, and the mid-card was strong. And when you have a strong mid-card, and you know, I've said this before, when I watch a pay-per-view, I want to see three hours, four hours of entertainment. Um, I don't care, really, where my favorites are. I want to be entertained for four hours. And I, I just think this is great for the IC title. The IC title has had uh, a very rich history. Um, some very prestigious uh, wrestlers have held the IC title. Um, there were times that the IC title was damn near close to as important, if not more important, than the WWE title. It was the working man's title back in the day. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where I, I like this. I like it a lot. And I honestly, as far as, like, people, and, you know, and I know fans might disagree, and if you disagree, by all means, call and let's get into it. But, you know, for a guy like Daniel Bryan, um, who was injured and maybe, as far as creative goes, uh, did not know what exactly to do with him or, you know, was nervous of his injury situation or whatever the case is. But you know what? If Daniel Bryan winds up getting put into this, this ladder match, and winds up walking out of WrestleMania with the IC title. I do not look at this at all as a demotion for Daniel Bryan. To me, Daniel Bryan is the man right now to elevate this title back to prominence. I think he's a perfect candidate to do it. He is popular as hell. And just Daniel Bryan being in this matchup, again, if he's wound up putting into this matchup, um, 
adds a lot of importance and credibility to the title just him being there, but and just him wanting this this belt. I I think it's great for the IC title. So it's kind of weird that at this point, Dave, you know, the build to WrestleMania is eh, but you know, one of the best builds for an IC title match we've seen in a really long time. Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head uh, that it wouldn't be a demotion if Daniel Bryan were to win the Intercontinental title. And uh, a guy of his caliber and his name and his his his, his skill set in the ring will definitely add more prestige to the Intercontinental Championship that it's lost in recent years. Let's face it. I mean, it's, it was it was just a, uh, something that a guy would get a title would get awarded to if somebody had worked hard in the company. They say, "Well, we'll give him the Intercontinental Championship," and then they would hold it and they would hardly defend it. And then the next time they would defend it is when they would lose it. So now there's more. There seems to be more importance in the championship, and you know it, it brings me back to let's say, for instance, let's talk about the creation of the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania. The Money in the Bank ladder match had a mixture of top guys but mid-carters, and guys that were just on the fence if they were breaking out or not. And that was a perfect platform for a couple of reasons. One, to see, you know, who necessarily you want to go with in the future, whether it be a top guy, whether there's somebody in the mid-card that impresses you, or whether there's somebody that that you didn't necessarily think would be a big deal, but it, he proved himself in that match to be a big deal, so you're going to award him the money in the bank. I think this is the same situation with the Intercontinental Championship and this ladder match. I think there are a lot of guys that WWE is looking at right now as one of their cornerstones. You know, Daniel Bryan being one of them. He's already cemented. He's probably the most popular and over guy in that match. Number two would be, you know, a tie with Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. But you've got plenty of names in there that WWE has as the future of their company. Possibly, you know, we saw on Friday – or Thursday, excuse me, I keep forgetting, smack that move back to Thursday. Stardust, he threw his name into the mix of wanting to be the Intercontinental Champion. Luke Harper's another guy, too. Barrett's been looked at by the company as being part of the future of their growth with the youth movement in the past few years. Brian, Ziggler, Ambrose, I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. There are guys here that there's a, there's, you can't really rule out any one of them, well, maybe with the exception of R-Truth, because I, don't, I think he's just kind of of an oddball in this match, but the rest of the guys, you can't really rule out any of them as WWE not looking at them to potentially move forward into the future with the, with the, with the youth movement. So I totally agree with you hundred percent. The best build, first of all, it's the best built match on this card, in my opinion. Okay. And I'm not crazy about this card right now. I, I I'm, I'm intrigued with Wyatt and Undertaker. Um, that's been a good build, but we, we kind of know where that's going to go. The Intercontinental Championship ladder match, you really don't know. And I, I'm glad that it got a lot of importance on, on SmackDown, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's gotten a lot of importance overall in the build towards WrestleMania. And one of the best-built Intercontinental Championships so far in recent memory. You know, you talked about past Intercontinental Championships at WrestleMania. You can't forget about Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. That stole the show at probably, arguably, one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, WrestleMania three that was headlined by Hogan and Andre. You know, you want to talk about other great wrestle intercontinental matches. The ladder match, the very first one, Michaels and Razor Ramon elevated Michaels to main event level within a year. Um, so 
you know, Piper and Bray at WrestleMania 8 a few years prior. I mean, I, I could go on and on for some of the great mid-card Intercontinental Championship matches that have taken place at WrestleMania over the years, but I think this is going to be one of those matches that is going to be a stepping stone, not just for the winner, but for multiple guys in this match. Guys that, like I said, WWE looks at as part of their future. All these guys, I think, are, are, are dying to put on a performance of a lifetime and, and be the reason why the Intercontinental Championship is being restored in, in storylines on WWE television. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's really been a shame. I mean, we, and we've talked about it on this show a lot. And, um, you know, for all the criticism that he gets, um, you know, it, it's funny with, with a, a lot of fans and a lot, I guess a lot of critics, you know, they they love to place blame and piss and moan, but not give credit where credit is due. And, you know, I, I would say at this point with, uh, you know, as you hear things, and again, you take everything with a grain of salt, you don't know what's true and what's not behind the scenes. You, you try and figure out what, what may be true. But, you know, for argument's sake, if we say that Triple H continues to get uh, a little bit more power, a little bit more stroke as far as creative and the direction of things, um, there there have been some, some positives and there have been some negatives. So I, I think over the past, uh, you know, a couple years, as, as he's uh, gained uh, maybe a little bit more control, creatively speaking, um, and even now we're talking, you know, the build to WrestleMania is lackluster. So I get it. it, it it's a mixed bag. Uh, some things have worked, some things have not. But I, I have been saying since Raw went to three hours, you know, the, the quick fix to me was to elevate and, and bring back to prominence your, your smaller titles. Your your titles under the the world the, the WWE title, you know bring you know raise to prominence those mid level championships and I mean when you look at I mean I know there's there's other shows but the two main shows that you know if, if you're watching WWE you have to be watching SmackDown and Raw so you're talking five hours five plus hours of, of wrestling just with those two shows um, that you would think if you got to fill five plus hours of of programming and make it entertaining that you would make these, you know, secondary titles mean a little bit more. So it, it, it takes up some of that time. If it's, if, if you have the IC title, if you have the U S title uh, maintaining and holding down a significant storyline, well then that that's part of your, your programming. And then you don't have to have 17 replays of, of some, something that Roman Reigns did or, or, 23 vignettes of, of the beast Brock Lesnar that you can spread it out and you can focus on these, these other title belts. And obviously, you know, just with John Cena in the U.S. title mix uh, helps to raise that title to prominence. But this right now, as we talk about WrestleMania, this is the match I'm looking forward to most. I think this is going to be a very entertaining match. I agree with you, Dave. This is one of those matches that, uh, you know, where someone can have a good showing and not necessarily win the match, uh, but come away with, uh, you know, a lot of fan support and maybe gets bumped up to that next level. So I don't think you have to win this match. I think the winner, though, um, it'll definitely help that person's career. And it's it, it's a good thing because if Daniel Bryan is in the mix, it's either someone's going to get the stroke from Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan's going to raise 
the prominence of the IC title. So it's all win-win here with this uh, with this matchup. I don't see honestly when I look at the the the, uh, car, the um, roster for this match, you got a very solid talent. I I cannot even dream up a way that this match not only will be very entertaining, but most likely will wind up stealing the show. Um, and as much as the build has been lackluster, and again, going back to Rocky's quote, you're only as strong as your mid-card, you know, the, onto the battle royals are always fun. So in your mid-card now, with the Andre the Giant battle royal and this ladder match stuck in that mid-card, as much as the build might not be good, you may wind up getting a solid four hours of entertainment. I'm excited about this. I, I am too. I mean, I think overall, I I, I I go on record as saying I've never uh, WrestleMania. You can't have a bad WrestleMania, in my opinion. Like a awful WrestleMania, you can have a good one, you can have a great one, you can have a kick-ass one, you can have an okay one. You can't have a bad one. And I think WrestleMania overall will be an entertaining four-hour show, and I think. Every match will will you'll see some payoffs and you may see some even new storyline twists and developments, you know, in some of these matches. But overall, like Andre the Giant Battle Royal—that's another great example of it, that you brought up of, of mid-card guys. Yes, it. Some guys get lost in the shuffle in those battle royals, but at the same time, look what happened last year. Cesaro—he really made a name for himself that night by doing what he did in that battle royal. And yeah, post WrestleMania. His run didn't work out the way a lot of fans would have liked, but look what he did in that battle royal. So, uh, overall, like the mid card, and hell, we could even throw John Cena and Rusev into the mid card, as far as I'm concerned, because of the, because of of their placement on television and the importance or lack of importance, I should say, their match has gotten in the build up heading towards WrestleMania. Which brings me to another point that I want to discuss just briefly: the fact that tonight on Raw. We're going to see Rusev wrestle Curtis Axel. And I don't know about you, Ken, but I've kind of been digging this whole Axel mania thing. And he's been kind of been put in like a comedic babyface role of sort, kind of spoofing the whole fact that he hasn't been eliminated from the Royal Rumble yet. He kind of has a takeoff on Hulk Hogan's gimmick with Axel mania. Part of me, and this is, a, this is, this is just a hunch, but part of me thinks that tonight... Axel's going to defeat Rusev with help from John Cena, which then is going to turn Rusev into finally agreeing to a match with John Cena at WrestleMania for the United States title. Because tonight's match is non-title as far as I know. So here's what it does. Rusev loses on a fluke or with or outside interference. It doesn't kill his momentum. Axel getting the win gets a little bit of a rub and adds more credibility to his character because, let's face it, he's been trying as of late. We've been very critical of him since he started, but he's been he's actually been doing okay for himself on the microphone and with this Axelmania character. And you get resolution heading into WrestleMania that Cena's finally going to get his one-on-one match with Rusev. So if Cena were to beat Rusev at WrestleMania, it's not going to make that much of a difference because he already lost once on Raw. I think it's an excellent, excellent point. Uh, and I, I didn't even think of that, you know, him beating Rusev. But I, I love it right now. I agree with you. It's something different. Uh, it, it's it's fun. I love the Axelmania t-shirt. Um, I wonder if at some point we're going to have some sort of involvement with Hulk Hogan and, and Axel. 
um, uh, perhaps at WrestleMania or something. But I, I think it's a fun little gimmick. And what I like about it is, especially, you know, as the years have gone on with the Rumble and people have uh, pools and, and chipping money, I mean, I, I've had friends, like, you know, no joke, months later, say things like, my guy's still alive. He has not been officially eliminated. I mean, every so often you do have these instances in Rumble matches where guys aren't really eliminated, but they are. And the fact that, you know, everyone kind of knows it and and it's happened before, that the fact that that Axel is like the first guy to really come out and build a character around it uh, and and claim to be the the, uh, having the, the longest stay in a single Rumble match in history, I, I think it's hilarious. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think, you know, when it comes to WWE programming, especially Raw, when you're three hours, uh, you do really need, um, you know, comic relief thrown in there. He's a talented guy. Uh, that They just seem to creatively have, have, have missed the boat a bit with him. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, it, it, this is short term. I don't know how long you can really go with the, the Rumble thing. I mean, maybe you can push the Axelmania for a while. But for right now, I, I think that's an excellent point, and, and you know, that, that wouldn't shock me. You're right, and it works for Rusev as well. And, and also, like, you could have Rusev lose the match and then beat the holy hell out of Axel. Yeah, you could. I mean, you know, it, 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 it serves a lot of purposes and, and in ways protects certain aspects and, and guys and things as far as the storyline goes. I mean, you could, you could credit Axel by winning this, not only giving him something to kind of latch onto as his character moves forward, but some some small bit of momentum heading into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Because let's face it, the start of this Axel Mania character, excuse me, be, came from the fact that he was never eliminated from a Battle Royal, the Royal Rumble. So you 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 could piggyback this little bit of momentum by promoting him as somewhat of a favorite going into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, having somewhat of a mini storyline into that, because you already have Miz and Miz now going going into that, and I'm sure that they're going to announce more names, and, you know, Ryback is involved, and then there's Big Show and Kane, and you got a little mini storyline going on with there with, with those guys as well. So it, it, it helps in building the card, and it helps in establishing some guys and. I would disagree with you as far as missing the boat goes. I wouldn't say they missed the boat on him. I would say that he hasn't really found himself creatively. Okay, I think he's come off as very, a lot of times as very forced and very, you know, he he tries too hard verbally. His in-ring work is is, is great. He's a great in-ring technician. He gets that from his father. He's got his father's genes when it comes to his in-ring work. But verbal skills and charisma, he's lacked that since he's been in WWE, but I think we're starting to see some of that come out of him now, and I think it's at the perfect timing, because I don't think that they had any plans as to how far this Axelmania thing could have gone, so I think it works out for, for all parties involved, and, you know, Cena getting his revenge on Rusev, what's bigger than having an underdog like Curtis Axel defeat Rusev with John Cena's help? I mean, it, it makes sense in, in a lot of areas. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We're going to get to your calls in just a little bit. We got so much to get into. We want to hear your take on things. 
We do it each and every week at this time, at the top of the hour. Let's get to it. It's time right now for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Thank you very much, Mr. Kenneth Reedy. This is the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Now, last week was the early bird special because I just went on five minutes early before the top of the hour, and we are currently two minutes over the hour, so I'd like to call this the overtime version of the Day 5 News Report. Our first story. Since reporting last week here on the Day 5 of Rey Mysterio and WWE parting ways, Mr. 619 himself has been very busy in the week. Mysterio made a surprise appearance this past weekend in Philadelphia for Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore 8 internet pay-per-view. As I noted last week, Mysterio is scheduled for appearances with Lucha Underground and AAA upcoming. However... One appearance Mysterio may not choose to make on his own is that in the form of a courtroom appearance opposing his former employer, WWE. According to the Wrestling Observer, both sides could be facing each other in a legal smackdown, if you will, over trademark issues. WWE reportedly owns the United States trademark right to the Rey Mysterio name when it comes to image likeness, merchandise, and anything in relation to pro wrestling. As of now, he is being billed as Rey Mysterio Jr. in AAA in Mexico, as well as for a nightclub appearance in San Jose, California during WrestleMania weekend in just a couple of weeks. If things get ugly between both both parties, we could see past injuries and failed drug tests come up in arguments during court proceedings. Mysterio's post-WWE appearances are still in the fresh stage and no legal action from WWE has been taken at this time. And in our second story, it seems the popular thing to do these days is exit WWE. As head trainer in NXT, Bill DeMott has stepped down from his position. DeMott's exit comes from allegations by former developmental talent claiming DeMott expressed verbal abuse, physical abuse in the form of overworking and intentionally hurting or injuring talent, and even claims of racial or sexual comments made towards talent in ways to motivate during training. DeMott has denied these claims publicly, but stepped down from his position anyhow so the company could avoid humiliation and negative press. Taking his place, the former Lord Tensai, Prince Albert, A-Train, whatever you prefer to call him, his name is Jason Albert. Albert's promotion as of now is being described as an interim position with the opportunity of full-time status. Destination America looks to be showing strong interest in the TNA product as word made the rounds this week that Destination America officials had pushed TNA officials to feature veteran talent and TNA Hall of Famer Kurt Angle in a more prominent role on TNA television. The idea behind this is that they like the fact that Angle is a former Olympic gold medalist and feel he could represent the company as well as the network as this relationship between both parties is a long-term investment and his leadership role could help TNA build towards the future on this new network. In a follow-up report from last week, it looks as if Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling is expected to announce TV taping dates for Las Vegas, Nevada very soon. How soon? As soon as WrestleMania week. Sources out say that tapings could occur either the first week in May or sometime in July. Currently, there has not been an announcement in regards to what network is partnering with Global Force Wrestling to air their programming. 
And then our final story this week, WWE All Hall of Famer Scott Hall visited the WWE Performance Center last month to evaluate the talent in NXT. His visit was said to have gotten rave reviews among all staff and talent. Triple H, who is close friends with Mr. Scott Hall, has been pushing for him to become more active in WWE's developmental system. However, he is leery due to Hall's shaky track record. As of now, there is no word on if WWE would consider offering a trainer's position to the bad guy. But if his click buddy, Triple H, continues to gain more power in the company, then you can expect one of the founding fathers of the New World Order, the NWO, to be on the payroll faster than you could say Madison Square Garden curtain call. And there you have it, folks. That was the Day 5 News Report, the most informative wrestling news report in the business today. And you can only hear it at the top of the hour every single Monday night right here on the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Ken, back to you. It is interesting, you know, we you know discussed the first half hour of the... Uh... You know the IC title and the build to WrestleMania, but it's it's been an unusual WrestleMania season, and I say unusual because I mean twofold. As we did hit on uh, the the build has been somewhat lackluster, um, but at the same time, a lot of the news that's been coming out that that's really dominating uh, shows like this, the dirt sheets, the internet. I mean everything that people are talking about is not the stuff that's happening on camera. It's the stuff that's happening off camera. And this stuff with Bill DeMott, very ugly stuff. Now, I get it that, that you know, being trained as a wrestler, I would think, you know, at school of hard knocks, you know, and, and uh, you're going to take an ass whooping, uh, training for wrestling, um, you know, and, and I get all that. Uh, I get being hard on people, but when you start to enter the realm of derogatory comments, racial slurs, uh, abusive conditions, uh, that that's a line that, that, that you're crossing over. And, and I always enjoyed watching Bill DeMott on Tough Enough because I always thought he had such a tremendous brain uh, for the business. And I really, really enjoyed watching him train. Uh, but some really ugly stuff coming out from behind the scenes, Dave. Yeah, there's, I mean, it, it, it's been all over the, the, the wrestling media all week long. And, um, you know, being a part of this show, I do a lot of research and I do a lot of, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, searching around for facts and trying to dissect, if you will, whether, you know, some things are facts and some things are fiction. And I've seen a lot of message boards and a lot of posts on social media about the, 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 whether, you know, some of these claims are true or not. Now, I've heard lots of stories over the years of, of uh, Demott's demeanor um, as a trainer, as a coach over the years working in the developmental system for WWE. This is his second time in the developmental system for WWE. Uh, the first time, he was involved um, with uh, Deep South Wrestling, which was like their second developmental territory at the time. They had um, OVW. I think they were just starting to break ground in Florida um, with the Florida Championship Wrestling Territory. But they had um, Deep South in the, in the somewhere in the Georgia area, and I was um, I was privileged, as if you want to say. Uh, hearing a few stories from uh, independent wrestler Kevin Matthews out of New Jersey. 
some of you may know him, some of you don't. I tried to reach out to him about possibly having him come on the show, do an interview through a colleague of ours here at the Ken Reedy Show, cameraman Carlos, and um, unfortunately he declined. He has his own podcast. He doesn't try to go on anybody else's podcast. To each his own, I respect that. He was very respectable about you know the, the denial. But a few years back, I had met Mr. Matthews at an independent show in uh, New Jersey. I was a guest with uh, Velvet Sky and Shane Helms. And uh, it was an all-women's independent wrestling show. I think the promotion was WSU. And they were owned by another independent promotion. And they were do- the, that promotion was doing a double shot. So they were doing the women's show during the day, and they were doing the guys' show at night in the same venue. And uh, anyhow, uh, Matthews was there. I was introduced to him, and... Um, he had known Shane Helms for a while, and he knew, you know, Velvet Sky as well. And uh, so we started talking about his time in developmental. Um, and he didn't have anything nice to say about Beldemont. Uh, some of the stories I heard from him, um, here's one story in particular. Um, you know, guys would get hurt, and they'd have to report stuff to the trainer to go get looked at. DeMott really, uh, I guess, frowned on that. Um was not a big fan of going to them. He would even threaten the guys if they went to the trainer that there would be um, more grueling uh, calisthenics uh, take place. He would have guys do, you know, push-ups and squats and all that other crazy stuff that you've seen on Tough Enough before. I guess the stories I've heard is that he would he would overdo it with that sort of stuff. The guys weren't learning anything about working in the business and, and the inner workings of the psychology and the in-ring stuff. It was a lot of calisthenics, sometimes too much from what he told me. You know, some, some trainers are like that, I guess. Some are not. I don't know. Some of the other stories I've heard from him in that same conversation, uh, he would take the guys out for drinks, get them hammered, plastered, till, out till all hours in the evening. They'd go back to their apartment or go home, and at the last minute, DeMott would call them and say, get up, you got to get to the gym, time to go train. You know, an hour, two, maybe they got to sleep after they just spent a whole night getting intoxicated, and then guys go in there and they do drills and, and uh, you know, they, they, they throw up or whatever. Um, I've heard that DeMott would force guys who were injured, who were not cleared to take bumps in the ring by trainers, would force them to take bumps with trainers, getting guys hurt. Um, I mean, I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff, but Matthews had nothing nice to say about him. In fact, if you go on YouTube, I think Kevin Matthews did a shoot interview basically about the Bill DeMott situation. Um, or or maybe you can go listen to his podcast. I don't know what his podcast is called, and I'm not going to promote his podcast, but whatever the case may be, he's got a big beef with Bill DeMott. This was back in, like, I met him in 07, and I think he was a part of their developmental territory um, for like a couple of years prior to that. I want to say maybe like a year or two, um, to 05, like 05 to 07, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But anyhow, um, so I guess Matthews had read the letter, or he was a part of a group of guys that had complained to the office about the mock situation. The rumor is that they put cameras in uh, – in the, um, the, uh, the, the the facility where he was training. Videos don't show anything incriminating against DeMott. The company, in his mind, he felt the company was just doing that to kind of shut the talent up and to 
kind of squash the situation moving forward. But I think something else happened, too, that I don't remember all the details. I wish I could have gotten the chance to talk to him about it. Um, again, like I said, this was you know back in 07 when he had told me of all these stories. So it's not... I think shortly after that, it led to his departure or his, his resignation. I think they ended up moving. They got rid of the territory in Georgia, and they ended up moving permanently down to Florida, where they were in Florida Championship Wrestling for quite a while until now, which is the Performance Center and, and NXT. But it, I've heard all kinds of stories. And I, when you hear allegations of, of negative things taking place, you know, we can even cite the Bill Cosby, you know, uh, situation that's taken place recently. A lot of people have been, you know, could be known to come out of the woodwork to try and get a piece of the pie, a piece of the action. But I always scratch my head and say to myself, all right, some of the, some of these allegations may not be true, but not everybody is lying about this. And that's how I feel about it. I think there's some truth to this matter. We don't know the whole... There's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. And unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever get all of that anymore. I think we're just going to have to kind of hang our hats on what we hear but there's not, there hasn't been anything good to come out of this, um, you know, on Demata. And so it's an unfortunate situation, and I don't agree with, if these allegations are true, I don't agree with the, with how they've been handled um, and, and, and Demata's comments or, you know, the, the, the stuff that he does physically to the talent, but there hasn't been anything good to come out of the situation. It's sad. It'd be really interesting to see like how this story develops, uh, whether it's something that uh, both Bill DeMott and the WWE just want to see go away, or do we see DeMott do a shoot interview to give his side of the story? Uh, remains to be seen. But I agree with you, Dave. Like you know, it, It's tough to figure out exactly what the truth is, but at the same time, usually when there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. So uh, crazy, crazy stuff. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen here. And you guys on hold, we're going to get to you. We're going to get to the phone call. But you never know, like, what's going to happen here. Sometimes you just got to go with it. And we're lucky enough right now that uh, unscheduled, but we're going to bring him on because he's been a great friend of the show. We have Steve Off is on the line. Steve, how are you doing this evening? How is Wrestling is Magic going? What's up, man? Ken and Dave, how's it going, guys? Doing all right, brother. Good, good. Uh, man, everything's good in the world of pro wrestling magic. I couldn't help but over here while I was waiting on the line, the uh, talk about DeMott and all that. And I never met Bill. I don't know what to say about the allegations, but my take on it is, like you said, Dave, there's three sides to every story, and I'm sure we'll probably never get the full truth. But if those slurs he threw out were true and, you know, some of the other things were true, then I think maybe the right decision was made. If it's all hearsay and none of it's true, then, you know, that's wrong. And I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate story. And like I said, you know, watching him on Tough Enough, I really enjoyed watching Bill DeMott. Um, a guy that, you know, for a guy his size was, was gifted. Um, mm-hmm. But let's face it, I mean, watching Hugh Morris, I, I never thought that, you know, this guy had a real grasp of, like, the psychology and the skill set and everything. And, uh, you know, seeing that other side of him, I, I really enjoyed watching it. And, uh, you know, it, it's a shame. And you said it, it's – we'll probably never know the truth. But uh, no, an, un, an unfortunate story. But uh, let's go from something negative to something positive. I mean, you, you know, you're on the verge of uh, – 
something pretty pretty neat and special uh starting a, a new promotion and uh you, know, you guys out there not from the area i mean it, it's interesting and, and you might not know it but the, the northern new jersey area is rich uh with independent wrestling uh, lots of stuff going on and uh pro wrestling magic added into the mix how is that all going steve it's a lot more work than I ever thought it would be. I have so much more respect for, you know, the guys at BWO and, you know, other companies that I've worked for that have done all this work. Like, I always knew it was tough, but, wow, I, I think I've spent, like, eight or nine hours overall in different days the past two weeks just putting up posters. That That's one part of it. I mean, and I'm not complaining. I, I enjoy it. It's just it's a lot more work than I thought it would be, and... You know, I definitely see it panning out long term. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the first show doesn't break us. Hopefully, we don't draw like ten people. I mean, we sold a good amount of tickets so far. Hopefully, people will actually remember the days of the show and show up. I remind them enough. We all know that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different experience working on the other side. And I'm going to be on both sides of the curtain. I'm only a part owner, thankfully. If it was just me, I'd be going nuts. But, you know, <laughs> Chad Adams, a former uh, pro wrestler, is helping me out. There's a couple other guys, silent partners involved, who uh, may or may not want to reveal themselves at a later date, and I'll leave that up to them. But, um, you know, I can't imagine doing this on my own. Even with partners, it's tough. It's just seeing the other side of it. Like I said, i got a whole lot more respect for that other side of the business now. That's all right. Just for people out there who don't know, um, give us a little bit of what you what you got going on as far as the card. All right. Well, the main event, we have TNA Impact Superstar and the Amazing Race. Uh, I don't think he's still on that, right? That's that's over. I never followed it. I don't know. Uh, Robbie E., former X Division Tag Team TV champ. He's done it all except the big one. I'm sure one day he'll get that, too. And a triple threat match against the current ECWA heavyweight champion Ricky Martinez against the Ring of Honor Dojo standout Matt Sells, who's been on ROH TV. I don't think he's uh, been on a lot, but he's had a few matches on, and I'm sure he's going to be a big star another year or two. That's our main event. We also have uh, Battle of the Old School Indie Veterans, former WCW star Devin Crowbar Storms going one-on-one with the Jersey Devil, current D2W international champion. I don't believe we're going to put the title on the line. That's up to DTW if they want to, by all means. And, you know, those are our top two matches. We also have Deanna, who's been seen as a rosebud on WWE, and she wrestled on the TNA Knockouts Knockdown pay-per-view last year. She's going to be going one-on-one with, uh, I believe, as a product of the Monster Factory, Ashley America. They're both very new to the business, but, you know, these are women's wrestlers. I mean, yeah, they're, they're beautiful women, but they're wrestlers they're not divas they are women's wrestlers and they're going to kick the crap out of each other just like everybody else on the show will we also got myself a former nunzio student who's trap lash a former lance storm student teaming up to form storm force plus glitz and glamour mean streak we're going you know all out with tag teams we're not just gonna you know the same tag team match month after month after month after month no no, 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 no. we're bringing you at least four or five different tag teams, probably more than that. There's more I got my eye on. There's more the other guys involved had their eyes on. So it's going to be all about, yes, the heavyweight division, but also the tag team division and the women's division. We're going to try to kind of make them all like equal in a way, which I know casual wrestling fans are always going to favor, although the heavyweight title is you know, the world title. That's number one. But we're going to do our best to try to 
put more attention, you know, equal into that with the tag and the women's division as well. Because I don't think that's, I think it's something that's missing. I don't think really, you know, any company pays enough attention to that. Uh, it sounds great, and I think you're right. I think, you know, giving importance to, like, all aspects of the card. And we talked a lot in the beginning yeah. of the show about WrestleMania and how the WWE at times has uh, not built the, the mid-card, and now with building the IC title, it's a good thing. I mean, your, your mid-card, you know, you want to, whatever long your show is, two hours, three hours, mm-hmm. four hours, you want the whole show to be entertained, entertaining. You right. don't want to be bored to tears for most of it and then have a kick-ass main event. As much as you want a kick-ass main event, you want two hours of entertainment. Um, I'm curious, you know, you have a lot of representation um, from, from other promotions, uh, some titles uh, from other promotions. Uh, uh, down the line, or will, will there be a, a Magic uh, Championship, a Magic Tag Team Championship? Uh, what does the future look like mm-hmm. for Matt? We were actually just talking about this today, me and my uh, business partners. We did come up with a basic design for our heavyweight and I don't even know if I want to call it heavyweight because we don't have a cruiserweight title, but our uh, our main championship, our tag team championship, obviously we plan to get a women's championship belt too. Um, nobody's really thought of anything cool for a design yet, and we don't want to just throw a belt out there because, you know, then it's just like any other independent promotion that could just, oh, let me buy this, you know, generic world title belt from high spots for 200 bucks. Nothing wrong with that, mind you, but that's just not what we want to present. So... Yes, there will eventually be heavyweight tag team and women's titles. Maybe eventually a middle-of-the-road championship if, you know, if we find it necessary. But, I mean, with seven or eight matches a show, three divisions you're trying to build up, I don't know that we'll need one. Very cool. All right. And, again, just let people know out there, uh, if they want to get tickets in advance, uh, give us uh, ticket information. All right. I would strongly recommend getting tickets in advance, because not only is it $2 cheaper in advance, but this is kind of a small venue. We didn't want to start out too big, so I don't want to say, oh, it's going to sell out by the time we get to the door, but it's a very real possibility. So by all means, go to wrestlingismagic.com. That's the official Pro Wrestling Magic website. Your ticket info is right on the front page. It's only $10. $10. That's cheaper than a movie. And they're only going up to 12 at the door, all supplies last. So even if you're not sure if you can go and you wind up going that night, you know, chances are we'll have something left for you. It's only $2 more. Make sure you get there. By all means, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Now, mostly the Facebook. The other two we're not as active on, but please get on all three. Get on the website. Get your tickets. And you could also hit me up on Facebook at Steve Off and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you're a wrestler looking to get booked, Contact me. I'm I'm an open book. I'll talk to anybody. Very good. Sounds great. And again, uh, don't be a stranger. Come back on. Let's talk as as everything is is finalized. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing a great show on April 11th. And thanks for uh, popping on. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Steve. Right, take care. Good stuff. You know, you got You got to be. You got to be on your toes here because you never know. And uh, Steve off. Uh, Sides out of nowhere is going to give us a buzz. Uh, so, Pro Wrestling Magic, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, and Steve's a friend, um, you know, not going to blow smoke up anyone's ass. Uh, you know, I, you never know. I mean, the show could kick ass. The show could shit the bed. The show could be somewhere in the middle. However, I got to say, when you talk to Steve off and, and talking about how we're, you know, mid-card and everything like that, philosophically and creatively at least, 
I think Steve Off and where he's taking this company, the direction he's taking it, seems spot on as far as what a wrestling fan would want, Dave. Well, he's he's a fan himself, and there's nothing better than someone creatively writing out a storyline that's a fan of the business, you know what I mean? And and somebody just involved in the business itself being a fan. I mean, because that's where the be- that's where the most creativity is going to come from is somebody who's a fan. You know, guys, guys that get in the business nowadays, um, some of them get in because they they want a quick payday. Some of them aren't as big of fans as some others are, and their heart and their passion isn't into it. Whereas there are guys that grew up watching, grew up being in the business, they're fans. Hence, you'll get more of an effort from them. And Steve's, you know, 100% passionate about wrestling, and I'm sure he's one of those that he'll be passionate about wrestling till the day he dies. Um, so it's great to hear the, the, the passion come out in him in his conversations about the promotion that he's trying to build. And he's got his he's got his finger on the pulse of what fans want because he goes out there and he works in front of that crowd, and that crowd tells him what they want and what they don't want. And he knows that. So it, it, it's a smart move on his part. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, even to go and check it out, I mean, like you said, it's less than a movie. You know, $10, you know, it's not 20 it's not $15. You're talking $10 in advance, and if you don't get it in advance, it's $12. You know, why not check it out? Seems like it's, it's headed creatively in the right direction. Sounds good, and hopefully we'll get them on as we get closer to the date. You guys who have been on hold, thank you so much for being patient. We're going to go out to you guys. Whatever, whatever you want to talk about, just bring it. We're going to go out. First off, Tony has been on hold for a while. Tony, thank you for hanging in there. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. All right. Uh, well, I was sticking with the indie scene. I, I, I wasn't mentioning you. Know, I went to the, uh, you know, Dave, I mentioned it to you. Well, you know, I went to the Northeast uh, Wrestling Show over in Waterbury the other night. Uh, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really really good show. You know they had you know Hanson and AJ Styles really had a good match. Uh, they really you know did a lot in that one. Um, Jai Jack and Mikey Webb was was a really, was an, was another great one. You know it was a but well you saw it, it was uh, yeah, like uh, the crazy spots that they did. You know like uh, the bumps that Webb took and then the yeah, I saying like I think it, yeah Jack did the moon salt the yeah, I saying moon salt off the. Um, you know, off the ropes, and uh, my God, you know, that those were like two awesome matches, and uh, he had, and the main event was, you know, they, uh, um, Alberto and Matt Hardy in the Bucks was was another good, you know, was a good match too. I also I heard that the reason they had changed the match because originally it was supposed to be Alberto versus Matt Hardy on the on the show, and the Bucks were going to be in a tag match against two other guys, and they wanted the, those two guys wound up having a match against each other. But I think the reason they they switched it was because Del Rio had had like some kind of an injury, so he he uh, they had they switched it up. So they did this angle backstage, Ken, where they um where the Bucks attacked his what was it? His knee or his ankle or something, and, and so they so they switched it to like a, a tag match. Yeah, you know? it, well, it, I I heard today it was his quad that he that he hurt his quadriceps. Yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because you know I was at the show and. Uh, I, I particularly wanted to go because I wanted to see um, Del Rio or Patron, whatever he calls himself, and I wanted to see you know some of the other guys like the Young Bucks because I'd never seen them in person before, and I've heard all kinds of great things about them. Let me just say, Young Bucks 
after what I saw from them the other night at that show, like I'm a fan. Like they're entertaining tag team. They're very you know innovative, high flying. The only thing I don't like about them is the fact that they've that they that they've stolen the Wolfpack sign from the NWO as a part of the Bullet Club, and they've stolen the you know that the, they they yell suck it like DX like every ten seconds in the match. That's the only thing I don't like. Other than that, they 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 know their stuff in the ring. Um, when I got to the show, I went to meet Del Rio in the uh, in the meet and greet, and I was one of the first people to get in. And he was he looked very tired, very out of it. Um, I took a picture with him, and I got an eight by ten. And he just kind of seemed, like I said, he seemed tired and out of it, but he kind of seemed like he just wanted to move on to the next person. Like he wasn't really up for conversation. I, I went to go shake his hand, and he like it took him a, a few seconds to notice I was shaking his hand and he said thanks and then he moved on to the next person uh, he winked at my fiance but of course she tells me this after the fact so um, she got in a little bit of trouble later that evening from me but uh, but yeah of course she tells me after the fact oh yeah by the way he winked at me I'm like no baby that's part of his gimmick he did that in w- no he winked at me I'm, yeah okay anyhow um, yeah so he seemed kind of out of it and then like I got into the gym I sat in my seat I had, see, I had gotten seats on the floor, and as people were filing in, he walked in, Del Rio walked in behind us and, and where I was sitting. And I noticed he was limping. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's just hurt and sore and he had a shitty flight or whatever, and he's just in a pissy mood. Shit happens. I'm not going to take it personal. And then they filmed the angle, and it was a tag match, and I thought it was an entertaining match. And, you know, Matt Hardy did the lion's share of the work as far as that, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and Del Rio came in just for the, you know, the hot tag and, few of the quick spots at the end, but um, overall, I thought it was a really great show. The Styles Hanson, that Dijak, Mikey Webb match was good. Even uh, Bandito Jr. and uh, Caleb Conley, they had a great match. It was just a good show overall. I was really um, pleasantly uh, you know, surprised by how good it was, because the first match wasn't that great, and I was like, oh, this show's going to kind of suck, but I met AJ Styles. He was really cool. He actually talked to me for like five minutes, talked about TNA and his differences with them, and uh, you know, stuff like that. And his, the, the, there's a great possibility of him uh, going to Global Force Wrestling. He was really nice, very one of the nicest guys I've one of the nicest wrestlers I've ever met. Just very outgoing and very polite. But I don't want to take over your phone call, Tony, because I know you wanted to talk. Uh, but yeah, I, I was there. I had a great time. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no. And I, I've met AJ Styles a few times myself. Yeah, the guy, the guy's a genuinely you know great guy. You know, I've, I've met him, you know, like I said, a number of times. Uh, like I said, currently the IWGP champion in New Japan, and um, you know, like I said, you know, the, the whole you know, like Bullet Club with AJ Styles and the Young Bucks and those guys. It's kind of it's kind of like a, a new version. It's a mix of DX and the NWO, which is why they you know, like they do the you know, like the, the symbol and the the, you know, the crotch chop and that stuff. You know, so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a mix of both of both those gimmicks, but uh, it, it was big. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. There, there, there were a lot of fans in in, in that in that gym uh, wearing Bullet Club T-shirts or, oh, yeah. or whatever. Mike, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was really. Uh, yeah, you because know, it was it was fun. It was a fun show. Yeah, I really liked it. You know, because I've been watching some. You know, like I've been watching a more in Japan lately. Uh, that they, they, you know, they do they do a lot of good stuff on over there. You know, like AJ Styles usually. I mean, you know, like I said, him, the Bucks, uh, the rest of the bulk. You know, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson are are, are really good. I, I mean, you know, and um, you know, like I said, the other guys I saw that uh, saw saw that at the show, like uh, Caleb Conley and Bandito Jr. They were originally supposed to. Go, it's gonna be them versus the Bucks. They had a really good match. Um, it was, it was, 
yeah, like I say, it, it was a really fun show. And and uh, Piper was also, of course, very entertaining. You know, because the uh, Piper's just a natural at that. At, you know, on the mic. I mean, he's, or, uh, you know, I mean. Right. Piper. I mean, these these indie shows, you know, some of them really, you know, hit the nail on the head and give you, as as fans, give you uh, exactly what you want. You know, uh, I've been a fan of the Young Bucks for a while, and uh, you know, making a name for themselves, uh, you know, almost purely on the independent scene. So uh, definitely good stuff. Before I let you go, Ty, just I want to get your take because we were talking earlier about it, um, and your the build right now and, and potentially what this, this match is going to look like for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania? Uh, I think, well, the match will probably be really entertaining. Because, you know, it's, it's going to be a ladder match. I just don't think it'll put too, you know, like too many guys in it. You know, it's like I was, was kind of surprised to see that Stardust is now right there. I mean, what happened to the rematch with him and him and Dustin? You know, it's like, are they going to throw him in there too now? Or what are they going to do? But um, I kind of have, you know, like, yeah, mixed feelings about the belt, you know, about it. How they're kind of how they're handling it, you know. It's like I kind of like that the belt is actually actually on TV and is actually given meaning. But it's you know, it's like uh, uh, yeah, like everybody's you know just like just taking it or whatever. You know, it's just kind of at the same time I feel like you know it's like oh okay, oh the belt's on guard or you know it's like oh you know our truth's gonna sneak around and take you know take it but you know whatever you know. It's I I kind of have like I said mixed feelings about it. You know, just I mean it could be like you know it's like all these guys have beaten. Bad News Barrett or Wade Barrett, whatever his name is, he like in non-title matches, they could all say that they deserve a shot at the belt and, you know, just say, you know, have them in the ladder match instead of, you know, like this whole thing that they started at Fastlane with Ambrose taking the belt and, you know, just like the, the belt being pretty much hot potato like the hardcore title used to be. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have like mixed feelings about it. I think, like I said, but, uh, but you know, it's like, it, like I said, because on the one hand, I'm, I'm glad that they're giving the, the, the Intercontinental title at least, the, like, at least some meaning, but it's like, you know, it's like they're just having everybody take it is kind of yeah because it's kind of hard it's kind of giving it the hardcore title treatment in a way you know but uh that that, that said i mean it should be a good match and i think you know i'd be okay with you know anybody well not our truth but you know i'd be i'd be okay with any of the <laughs> other guys you know like i think you know, like daniel bryan would be obviously you know would be uh my first pick, I would go with him, Ambrose Ziggler. I'd be even okay with Wade Barrett retaining and saying, you know, I finally, you know, the belt's not mine and, you know, whatever. I mean, I'd be fine with that. You know, but I'd be good, you know if Harper wins, that'd be good too. I could, you know, I mean, I could even see this as the, because, uh, like you said, you know, it's like the money in the, money in the bank. Now, that that's open WrestleMania before. I could see this might be, this might, this could be the opener just to get, you know, to, as a, as the match to really get the crowd fired up. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you never know. I, I could, you know, honestly, I could see them doing that. Um, I'm just, you know, it's funny that you said it because I never thought of that, but I, I could kind of see your point that uh, it kind of is, uh, it, it's a little it's a little hardcore championship-ish. I, I, I can totally see what you're saying. Uh, it's a little bit of, of that kind of shtick, but, uh, you know, to me, I guess I'm still feeling like at least it's relevant, but I, I, I totally see what you're saying. I didn't even think of that, but Tony's always good stuff. Thanks for the call, and, uh, Talk to you next week. Enjoy Raw tonight. Hopefully we get a good one. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. You too, man. Tony, we're going to just keep it going with the phone calls. We got Mike on the line. Mike, how you doing today? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing all right. What do you got buddy. for us? I just heard my, my, my buddy Steve Wolf on the, on, the, uh, 
on the radio, and uh, he sounded really good on the show. And, uh, you know, like he said, you know, you can go to, uh, you know, get his tickets to see Wrestle's Magic because you're going to see everything and uh, everything that's possible that you don't see. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad because it's just uh, you know. Well, when I'm gonna throw out talk, something though. Hey, I'm oh, gonna throw out something. Let me finish. Wait, okay, I just want, I'm I'm gonna agree with you, but I just I'm I'm glad when you hear someone talk and and creatively he's he's kind of he's hitting the nail on the head. You may continue but, now. But what if you know the name of it is wrestling is magic? So you never know. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you laugh, but, you know, the truth is, he is the legend. He's the icon. You never know if, if, if Magic will show up there and have an impact on um, wrestling as Magic. Wow. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that, that, that's, 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 the whole, that's the whole key. Now, I want to talk about yesterday. Yesterday was for Preacher. Magic and I went. We got to see old friends. We got to see some great matches. I posted a match onto your page, um, Ken, today. Um, it was it was just a great match. It, the CCW guys are so good; they're unbelievable. Um, so we got to see Suzio versus Kurt Robinson. It was a great match, and uh, the, and my big bout was heard because I was trying to get the crowd pumped. And that's what I do. When I go to these shows, I try to get the crowd into it. I try to do as much as I can to get the guys, you know, over and stuff. And it was just a great um, a great show, and everybody, you know, did it. Steve Wolf wrestled. He did very good. So everybody wrestled for a good cause. And the main event was DJ Highs versus um, Alexander James. And the biggest pop of the night was Preacher because there was some – the referee was down. There was a little trickery. And DJ Hodge was going to nail James with the chair. And what happened? Preacher came to the ring. Super kick. That was the end of, of DJ Hyde. So, it, it shows. Very good. And those of you who don't know, and those of you don't know who don't know Preacher, uh, Preacher suffered a broken neck. Uh, yesterday was a, a fundraising event for uh, his uh, you know, huge medical expenses. So, uh, you know, it might be a little bit before he's in the ring, uh, uh having a full match, but the the fact that he was able to run out and, and give a super kick and, and even just be on his feet is all at all uh is is a, a, an unbelievably great sign. So glad to get uh, right? got himself involved there. BWO alive and kicking and the reason why he got himself involved was in in the beginning of the whole thing he came out to do to talk about his injury and stuff and thanking everybody for coming and here comes DJ Hyde coming out saying he wants his belt, he wants the BWO belt. Where's the champion? This and that, and I, I, it's just, it's just one of those things where you know you can give back to the man. Now on Friday I did a promo, which I'm getting everybody, everybody's talking about it. They're telling me that it was my best promo yet. The reason why is because my heart was in it, you know. And preacher said it, and everyone said it. When I, when I came to talk about me first. And then I talked about Preacher. I just had emotions of Preacher because I met Preacher a long time ago in BWO. And Preacher, I've seen Preacher do everything, you know. I've I, I seen him go through wars with people, you know, hurt people, this people, train people, respect people. 
and, and Arlene, they're all about respect. And that's why I love BWO, and, and, uh, and they give back to the community, and we should all give back the preacher. Hey, I got my preacher shirt on, and uh, I'm loving life right now with uh, BWO. Magic is wrestling, fundraiser wrestling, all those guys. And there's enough food for everybody to eat out there. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, so the, buffet, that's the, the whole thing. The buffet wasn't closed? Actually, Magic and I went to the buffet yesterday because we were in Little Lake Harbor. And uh, I wish it was closed. It wasn't the best, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was a nice... Um, it was very, uh, very nice and touching, and I got to see some old friends. I got to see my good buddy Tony Schaff, Richie Rotten. I got to see the bad boy Joey Janela. If you haven't seen the bad boy Joey Janela, check this guy out. He's 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 bad. So you got to, you know, all these guys, all these guys, and they and the women, Britain Blake. It's just unbelievable. It's just just an amazing, uh, just amazing. Good stuff. Good thing. You know, it's interesting. As and maybe this is part of like the the, the build to WrestleMania. I mean, uh, the the independents uh, seem to be the uh, topic of the night. You know, uh, people want to talk independent wrestling and uh, good shows going on. Good shows, good causes. So uh, lots of great stuff. And again, like I said, you know, people don't realize it, Dave. And they know, Dave. I mean, you you might you know maybe you're a little spoiled. Uh, out there in Connecticut, cause, and people, I think, know that Connecticut is a hotbed for, uh, you know, independent wrestling, but I don't think it's as well known that the northern New Jersey area is uh, pretty big on, on the independent scene. Uh, you know, more independence, uh, you know, in that area than, uh, you know, where I am in New York. And it's, you've got to cross the border into northern New Jersey, but, uh, you know, lots of great independent wrestling going on uh, in northern New Jersey and Connecticut, Dave. DC, you got Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut, you know, we didn't have, I mean, as long as I remember, there's only been like maybe two or three different organizations, you know, independent wrestling organizations in Connecticut. Um, when I started going to indie shows in 2001, there was Assault Championship Wrestling that was run by Jason Knight, um, which then morphed into um, Defiant Pro Wrestling at one time, um, which, you know, then there was CCW, Connecticut Championship Wrestling. Northeast Wrestling has always been around. Um, but they've been touring Connecticut more in the last, you know, I think five or six years. But they're really the only North now. Northeast Wrestling is really the only group that comes in through Connecticut um, that that's here on a, uh, you know, like they they have big shows where they bring the guys from TV, you know, the WWE or the TNA guys, the older stars. But they run a show every month in Bethany, Connecticut. And think Capola talks about it all the time on our show, where it's like it's like their little ECW arena, and they, they, they packed that, that town hall with, like, 400 people, 500 people sometimes. And, and that's, like, the really the only independent group in Connecticut. I mean, I've heard of Revival Pro Wrestling, but they run out of, like, 60 Massachusetts, which is probably about, you know, an hour and a half from where I live. Um, but, yeah, Northeast Wrestling is really the only independent group in Connecticut nowadays. Whereas, like you said, northern New Jersey, I mean, you talk about all these different promotions. I mean, I wish Connecticut had that. I'm a little bit jealous. But, however, I'm jealous of this. I'm going to break this news to you right now. WWE just announced that Connor, the crusher, Connor McCallick, the, the, the boy that was the big Daniel Bryan fan, unfortunately he passed away a few days after WrestleMania 30. They're going to honor him at the 2015 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony with the first ever Warrior Award. How cool is that? 
that's awesome. That's definitely that is the best. That is like I mean, when they were saying about maybe putting him in the Hall of Fame, he well, he will be in the Hall of Fame with the Warrior with the, that wing. Um, he definitely deserves it. Connor was a, a strong influence. He he brought that he brought that storyline out in Daniel Bryan. He made it possible for me to say, you know what, Daniel Bryan did deserve winning it that year. It worked out because it made his day and it made his life and it made the father's life. So, you know, I, I definitely think he definitely deserves it. I'm so happy. And and, and I heard he made it. I heard it made Magic cry because Magic went to the Barclay Center. I gave him the tickets on Saturday night because I couldn't go. And he went, and we were talking about that yesterday. And I said, did they show the Connors, you know, with the bracelet? And he said that his wife donated um, some money to it. And he said that it brought a tear to his eye. I said, it always brings a tear to my eye. When I see Stephanie McMahon um, start to cry because it gets me choked up. Yeah, just a, an incredible story. I mean, tragic, but uh, obviously uplifting at the same time. It was such a <laughs> a, a great, inspiring uh, young man and uh you know, I, I think it's great what the WWE is, is doing. Uh, Mike, as always, thanks for the call. Uh, no problem, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. And, uh, you know, as we drive the car to the road to WrestleMania, I quick note, I do like what they're doing with this Intercontinental Championship. It reminded me of the buildup with Razor Ramon when Shawn Michaels uh, tried to, to interfere in, in a match at the uh, with IRS. Um, and it, and then the, hey, here we go. We're gonna put the belt. The rifle owner's gonna put it up on the thing. So, on on the thing for the ladder match. So I, I'm sure it's gonna be phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to the. I'm looking forward to a big time. But I will talk to you guys next week. And remember, independent wrestling support it. Whether it's little, it's big. Just just go out there. It, it'll it'll come. And Dave, there is Beyond Wrestling out in Connecticut. Have you ever seen Beyond? You know, I forgot about that. Yeah, I've never seen them, but um, I've heard them. They don't run as often, though. I think they run like every couple of months. They're not like an every month any well, kind of promotion. This, this Sunday, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be involved with them. Me and Magic are going down. I got invited to go down as a consultant. And me where and Magic, well, Magic is he's bringing it to me. What happened, buddy? Where 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 are they where are they running the show? Um, well, they're not doing it in Connecticut. They're doing it in Staten Island. Um, they're doing it at the fun station um, in Staten Island. But normally when they run, I believe it's, um, I want to say it's, um, Bridge, uh, what is it, Bridgewater? Which Bridgeport? Is the one. Yeah, that, that too. Bridgeport. Yeah, they run over there. Yep. So I, I believe they I know they they normally run they were running up in um they were running up in Massachusetts and uh, now it's it was in Connecticut a couple of times now it's some of it is going to be in Staten Island and uh, Beyond's a good promotion uh, as well so All right, good stuff as so, always okay. again support the independents thanks a lot for the call we'll talk to you next week Mike you got it bye bye take it easy brother. Yeah, Mike, you know, it's it's great, you know, that breaking news, you know, and, and I think I think, you know, WWE, it's perfect. I mean, number one, first and foremost, the Warrior Award, uh, paying tribute to the ultimate warrior. Um and, and I, you know, and I don't I mean Mike said it a, a wing. I don't know if this is necessarily a wing of the Hall of Fame. And I had heard those reports of, of putting Connor into the Hall of Fame. 
and, and as as look, it's it's a very poignant, tragic story, and you know, I, I can't say that my eyes were dry watching the the video, uh, the vignette of of his whole story, and and you know how he was with the, the WWE wrestlers. Um, but I didn't think giving him a Hall of Fame induction uh, was the right move. The Hall of Fame is is for wrestlers. Um, so I think giving an award like this is perfect. Uh, and, and for, again, to pay homage to the Warrior with the title of the award and for the first recipient to be Connor, uh, I think it's just a, a, a perfect scenario, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's very touching, you know. Mike Mike brought up a good point. How like, you know, that that little boy's involvement and the fact that he loved Daniel Bryan so much made, you know, in, in a selfish way, those wrestling fans made for made made the story of Daniel Bryan going to the title that much more interesting. Unfortunately, the you know the, the little boy passed. But um, yeah, it's, it, it it's kind of funny that you know last year when we were when we were at the Hall of Fame, the Warrior brought up that idea about giving an award to the guys that you know like the people backstage and he wanted an award for next year for there was some guy that used to work backstage that was really kind and he he worked in the merchandise department and he passed away and um you know i think the impact that the warrior had with his words that weekend last weekend you know the last year excuse me um it was inspired to do this for this young boy who you know touched a lot of people um you know in that company as well as you know People all over the world. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing. And, you know, I, I, to me, you could say whatever you want about the, the, the wrestling business, about WWE, about any other promotion you want. But these are the good things about the industry that people don't exploit enough of. And I'm glad that, you know, that, that, that this is taking place. Uh, amen. And, and you know what? And, and you're 100%, a thousand percent right. You will never... You'll never see this on any sort of mainstream media. You'll never see it. You'll never see the news covering it. You'll never see anything else. You know, I mean, God forbid, like, a wrestler has some misstep out in a a bar somewhere, and every place is going to cover it. But you're not going to see this story, and that's what's really a shame about pro wrestling and uh, WWE doing it right. Let's go back out to the phones. We've got about eight minutes left. We've got Anthony who's been very patient. Um... Anthony, you there? I'm here, guys. How's it going? I'll, be, I'll be brief patient, because I know you. Patient. I know you guys are up against it, and I'm up against it too. We got cake for Jasmine's birthday, so I'm gonna be brief. But uh, I just wanted to jump yeah. in. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're right there. Well, real quick, I'm. Just, I was just cool. You guys were talking indies, uh, just real fast. Uh, our, our kind of build of WrestleMania is gonna be through indies. We're doing chaotic. Um, up in Dirk and Mass near Boston on the 21st, and then we're going to stay over and shoot down to Providence for XWA the next day. And then the following Saturday, their uh, Pro Wrestling Academy is doing a show the school that Jasmine trains at. So that's the day before WrestleMania. So our build uh, to WrestleMania will be through the Indies. And I think it's really great. And uh, those are two companies. There's a couple companies that Dave missed for not to call you out at all, but that you no, did miss, right. you know, CTWE did get the ball rolling in Destiny and NEW Destiny yeah. is by far yeah. my favorite wrestling promotion. Um, I can't even explain it. You just have to, you really would ha- just have to go there. I'm a very tough grader on NEW shows just for the fact that the Bethany shows are just out of this world. 
and what you saw with Mikey Webb and uh, Dijak and Bandito Jr. and Caleb Colony, we see every you know every six weeks there on in every match. So that's kind of like our our pride and joy in the Connecticut indie wrestling scene. But I hate to do it, but I'm going to cut you short because I'm being paid for taste. But I just wanted to throw that in there, and I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be giving you guys a call next week. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for the call. Again, wish uh, Jazz a happy birthday from us, and uh, enjoy Monday Night Raw tonight. Okay, guys. Happy birthday, Jasmine. Take it easy. Thanks for calling me out. Hey, you know, I mean, Dave, with with about six minutes left, and again, you know, the positivity surrounding Connor, and that's just great, great news. Um, But I do find it uh, pretty intriguing, you know, when it comes to the WrestleMania season. And and first off, before I get into that, thank you, thank you, thank you to our callers tonight who are very patient. Um, you know, again, you never know, and you got to gotta go with it. Uh, I'm very happy and pleased to get uh, Steve off on. Been a friend of the show for a while, uh, a staple in the northern New Jersey independent scene. Um, you know, interesting that he gave us a call, and uh, our callers were, were kind of pumped to talk independent wrestling, and... I know that we have a lot of our fans that call in and are big fans of the independent scene. And, and I get it that, you know, a lot of times our, our show becomes WWE centric, uh, because a lot of times that's what people want to talk about. Um, but in the midst, it slammed in the middle of WrestleMania season. Uh, we had a show dominated, uh, by independent wrestling talk. And I, I thought everyone had some, Really cool and interesting stuff to, to talk about. But to me, at least, it does speak volumes as far as the road to WrestleMania and the build. And as far as us and our show, I mean, let's face it. Our show was talking about the build for the IC title and the independent scene. It's interesting. I hope we get a kick-ass Raw tonight. Um, but the build is, is has not been there. I mean, you know... It's, Call a spade a spade. It just hasn't been there, Dave. I, I totally agree. And I'll even go as far as to say that even, like I said last week, I'm not too impressed with this Hall of Fame class. Other than Randy Savage, who's one of my top guys ever, and Kevin Nash, who could possibly be inducted, because that still hasn't even been made official, I'm not thrilled about this class. Bushwhackers, Rikishi, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Alundra Blaze. I mean, like, I'm not really – like, I don't look at all these – I, I understand the Schwarzenegger thing. I get it. It's a publicity stunt. They do it every year. They did it with Drew Carey. They did it with Pete Rose. They did it with, you know, a, a, a boatload of celebrities, okay? I get it. I understand it. I'm not crying over it like most people are. But this Hall of Fame, I'm just not I'm not enamored with it by any means. Like, Savage, yes. And unfortunately, he's not going to be he, – he's passed away, so he's not going to be here to accept this award. And they're not even going to put that induction on last. The rumor is that they want Kevin Nash to go on last, and I just don't see Kevin Nash as a headline name. And that's why I said last week that I think they need to reinvent or, 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 or you know, try and, you know, switch the Hall of Fame up a little bit. If, you, if you're going to just throw a bunch of guys on there to throw them on there to give them some sort of recognition, I mean, that's nice, but don't call it a Hall of Fame, then, to be honest with you. Like, I think if you get a name like a Randy Savage, they could have done the whole Hall of Fame show based around Randy Savage. They could have had guys come up on stage, tell Randy Savage stories, show clips of matches, videos of interviews. They could have done. They could have centered around the. I would have sat in that audience 
for two and a half, three hours and watch, rather watch that than watch a Hall of Fame ceremony that's only going to give Randy Savage a little bit of time and everybody else who I don't think is a Hall of Famer, with the exception of Nash, the equal amount of time, too. I just don't – I'm not I'm not thrilled with it. I'm, but you know what? I still think it's going to be a great show. Same thing with WrestleMania. I'm jealous that you guys are going. Um, but, you know, I, I'm getting older, and I got some priorities. I got a wedding to plan. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be there in spirit, and I will be make I will do my best to cover WrestleMania from our end here at the Ken Reedy Show with King Firehawk. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it will be a good time. And, like I said, maybe we'll get some answers tonight on Raw um, as, as far as this build goes. Lesnar's supposed to be there. Maybe we'll get the dream that Curtis Axel's going to beat Rusev. I don't know, but, but um, I have a feeling – you know, we're three weeks away. It's time to really kick it into high gear. No, 100%, man. They really do got to kick it into high gear. And like we said at the open of the show, like be on the lookout on the Facebook. Um, you know, we're going to let we're gonna get you all the information. Again, we're putting it all together right now, but we'll be covering WrestleMania top to bottom. I'll be out in San Francisco. Dave holding it down in Connecticut. King Firehawk in New Jersey. So, oh, my God. It's just we're going to be covering it top to bottom um, I'll be calling again. Check out my friends on, on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Squirrel and Two Nuts. I'll be giving those guys a buzz on Friday night. Dave, you're hooking up with uh, King Firehawk on Saturday. And, uh, Saturday just, for the Hall of Good. I just I just talked to him, and it's definitely on for Saturday. We're gonna get a time next week, but I just I just talked to them via Facebook, and we're gonna go two hours Saturday evening. Um, I don't know exactly when, but we're going to go two hours Saturday evening. It's not going to be a live show, however. I just want to inform you, it's not going to be a live show. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to go after the Hall of Fame airs, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm thinking probably 10 o'clock, maybe even 11 o'clock is when that when that show is going to drop. Which will be easy if you want me to give, it, give me a call, because it will be two hours earlier. It's going to be so weird, like... Out in San Francisco, I'm going to be going to WrestleMania at 4 in the afternoon. So uh, it's going to be a good time. But, yeah, and then, and then uh, we'll, you'll be doing the post-show after WrestleMania. So lots of stuff. So stay on point with our Facebook. We'll get you all that information on the page. Covering WrestleMania top to bottom. Your calls were awesome. Special thanks to Steve Off. Check out Wrestling is Magic. Enjoy Monday Night Raw. Get on the Facebook for the thread. I For Dave, I am Ken. Have a good night, everybody. Take care.